Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Uh, Today promises to be a very interesting conversation. It's around a subject matter that, quite frankly, I have not really delved into on this show. And it's it's an exciting direction that business is going, but it's lined with potential pitfalls that, that a lot of organizations, if they're not thinking through, not understanding what's happening, they could be in, in some real trouble. So it's going to be a really interesting conversation. I'm joined this morning by Sean Herring. He is the Chief Marketing Officer and the co-founder for Torchlight Marketing. Sean, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my pleasure, Sean. I appreciate you carving out some time to join me. I know you're a busy fellow, so I do appreciate the time. Before we get into our important conversation, a couple of ad- administrative steps here. Take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, my background, I've got about 18 years experience in either marketing, technology, or the combination of the two. And my most recent roles at Exact Target, which is an email service provider, as well as the acquisition by Salesforce of Exact Target, led me into a role where I realized the power of combining marketing and technology has far surpassed what people are being able to leverage right now, which is kind of part of the reason we, we founded Torchlight Marketing. This would be normally the place in my conversations where I would kindly ask my guest, all right, well, give us a 10,000-foot view of your organization. But but I think the point of our conversation is that what you're building here with Torchlight is exactly this, is a, is a solution to this problem if you if you can even call it a problem, but it's it's a reality in business now. And so let's get into what's going on. So I, I think it's fair to say, Sean, that we're in a freelance economy. Yes. And what exactly is a freelance economy? Yeah, I would say we're definitely in it now and we're seeing the transitional push both inside and outside of organizations. And as far as a freelance economy, it's really people stepping up and having the tools and ability to be specialists at their craft. And no longer is freelance a bad word. Freelance used to be a word of, well, I can't get a job, or I'm going to just do this on the side. And the reality has become, with all of the tools and technologies out there, freelance has become a way for a lot of people to actually have a very viable income, as well as perform their specialty better than anyone else. And that's the interesting part about the freelance economy is, with all of the technology out there, it's really democratized the ability of you don't have to worry about just an employee or an agency. You can actually find a specialist that can do anything that you need them to do. And you can do it quite competitively, which is which is the truly amazing thing. I mean, there's things that I'm paying for now uh, use, using freelancers that cost me a few bucks that used to cost me several hundred bucks. I mean, it's amazing to me. Now, you have to be very careful about the quality of the freelancer that you connect with, and that's that's a big part of what we're going to talk about in a bit. How did this happen? How did we get here? I mean, I imagine some examples of access to to freelancers is maybe through like Fiverr or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but but there's obviously more to it than that, and there's other platforms. How, how did we get to this point? 
it's been an interesting evolution. I think it's it hasn't just happened in one space. I think you can see it from examples such as Craigslist, the ability to have a platform that allows anyone to kind of tap into certain things that they want to engage with, all the way through to very specialized consultants that just wanted to kind of own their own book of business. It's been both a consumer and a business evolution that we've seen as cell phones have become smarter, as laptops have become more mobile, and as companies have become more digital in general and remote. The really big evolution has been you don't necessarily need an employee or a, if you will, a button seat to get things done. You just need someone who knows what they're doing and how to do it and where they do it and when they do it is no longer a concern because we've started to come into this global economy. We've started to come into this always on. And really, you start to get this blurring of time zones and location. And really, it's just on the output of work. So I think that's what's been interesting is people have started to see activity and everything surrounding activity is nice, but the actual impact is what we need to focus on as an output. Right. Well, that's the, that therein lies the crux. I mean, I, many consider me a freelancer in terms of media and audio production. Uh, I, I don't consider myself that. I consider myself running a media company. But but <laughs> let's put let's be frank. I am a freelancer, and a lot of the people that I work with, in terms of executing the work that I do, I utilize freelancers. I mean, you've I've heard you say that by twenty twenty. 40%, 40% of the U.S. workforce will be freelancers. I mean, that's, that's, that's game-changing. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal to see, and I think in certain industries, that number is going to be higher, where you have certain creative markets that have already taken freelancing and have adopted it quite early. And so from a marketing standpoint, we're seeing that, that a lot of people, that 40%, if you consider just marketing alone, could be considerably higher. Uh, versus other ones where you do probably have to have an in-house presence. But that 40%, that's almost half of the entire workforce in less than three or four years. Yeah, no, it's staggering. But there's a big but. There's a, there is... There, there's a problem that that's come in, and you've referred to it as there's there's this growing skills gap in, in organizations that in, in the race to create technology with the newest bells and whistles that resulted in a shortage of employees who possess these important skill sets. So how do you to talk more about that problem and what what are its potential impacts? Yeah, I think the the positive side of what a freelance economy offers also has a negative side to it that because more people have access to doing more things, you sometimes might get the lack of specialization because more people can throw their hat in and say, yeah, I could do this or yeah, I could probably do that because they have more access to it. What we found on our end with Torchlight is we've had to really focus on not just getting access to the to people, but getting access to the right people and then ensuring that they can hold themselves accountable to doing the work in a, a quality manner. And I think that's been the concern that we've seen is freelance, everyone's had their, their that eye roll moment where you're like, oh, yeah, I hired a consultant or I hired a freelancer and it just didn't really work out. Well, the reality was they hired probably somebody who could freelance but probably wasn't a specialist that knew how to use that exact technology or knew how to do that exact content creation or curation or even graphic design. 
So whenever you democratize something across a platform, you inevitably get this bell curve. And you get some people that are okay at certain things on the lower end, but they now have access to it. And you have some people that are really skilled on the high end, but then you have this big meeting in the middle. And the, the hardest part is figured out, or the hardest part for us to figure out as the consumers of the freelance economy is where do these people fall on that skills line compared to the technology I want them to use. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of myself here. I mean, I, over the last several years, I've probably hired 25 audio post-production freelancers to, to edit and do a lot of the post-production work on all the audio that I produce. And, and ask me how many I'm still using of those 25. It's less than it's I can count on one hand because a lot of that talent just wasn't wasn't the right level of skills that did it a different way than than I wanted. And I'll be, my bigger problem is is there's plenty of talent out there. You just got to find it, but you got to find it. And that's hard to do it. That's time consuming. Then you got to manage it. And that's not necessarily what I wanted to be doing is managing all these different things. And so so the, I'm just thinking of my little shop, uh, but I'm imagining a larger enterprise organization that's that's doing something conceptually similar to that. It can, it can sink the organization. It can cause major, major problems. So, all right. Well, what we're going to do is when we come back from the break, we're going to dive into Torchlight, which uh, Sean co-founded to, to begin to help organizations figure out how to navigate this freelance economy to bridge that, that growing skills gap. All right. So Sean Herring and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeetler.com. All right. I am back with Sean Herring, the Chief Marketing Officer and Co-Founder of Torchlight Marketing. All right. So top half of the show, Sean, we set up the situation. You co-founded Torchlight Marketing to begin to help these organizations deal with this problem. So now is the appropriate time to kind of give a quick overview of Torchlight Marketing. What do you do? How do you serve? And then we'll dive into how you actually tackle this situation. Yeah, I think the foundation of Torchlight came from my own frustrations as well as my other co-founders of technology has evolved so rapidly in the marketing space that we went from a couple hundred solutions to a couple thousand of potential solutions that a marketer could use in the span of two to three years. The problem with that is the skills to use those tools did not follow. There's a lot of people out there that could use them and become generalists, but what we found was there is this growing gap between what you could do, what you should do, and what you can do. And what we wanted to do was, was really take an approach that connected businesses to the digital marketing experts who actually knew how to develop, manage, and execute campaigns depending on the platform you wanted to use. 
And so what we're trying to do is ride that wave of those two things happening at the exact same time. This growing collaborative economy, these freelance experts that are really, really good and really just want to focus on their craft at the same time as this upswell of marketing technology surging significantly. And those two have kind of converged into this perfect storm for us to figure out how do we connect businesses that want digital marketing to work better for them to the experts that know how to do it. And what we built is a software platform as well as a marketplace to make that happen. So how does it actually work? At the top half of the show, I mentioned one example of a platform that you could go and, and find a collection of freelance talent. But, but how, does, how does Torchlight actually work? Yeah, that's a great question. We often get asked, how are you different than kind of everything else out there that allows you to kind of find the talent and kind of do it on your own? We've taken a different approach from a pain standpoint. What we found when we worked with freelancers is there's a number of different things that are painful in the process. Number one is I have to manage the process of actually knowing what I need. And for a lot of marketers or a lot of individuals that want to do digital marketing, you don't really know what you need. Do I need a website person? Do I need an email specialist? Do I need an SEO specialist? There's so many different options out there that we found the first part was actually identifying there needs to be a consultative process around what you actually need. And so a lot of our clients are really focused on, help me understand what I'm missing. I don't know what I don't know. So we've put that as part of our sales and marketing consultation process. That's the first thing is that's kind of different about us is we don't want it to just be a well, here's a platform, go and use it, and I, I, I hope for the best. It is really a white glove approach that we're taking to make sure that whatever your needs are, we've clearly identified the problem before we start throwing people or products at that, at that issue, right? So we want to actually have a solution that fits. Now, do I, talk, do I talk to a human being or do I complete yeah. this 50-page online profile that in some algorithm spits out what I need? Well, we'll eventually get to a productized version, but right now it's a very manual process on our end, and we've intentionally built it that way so that we take you through, as part of the sales process, we actually go through a marketing playbook. And the playbook process is, let's ask you questions about your objectives. Let's identify how you're going to measure the success of meeting those objectives. And then in between, we walk through a step-by-step process of asking questions and trying to understand where are the actual gaps at and the pain points? And so we really focused on building this playbook mentality of it's a single page. If you can't articulate what your problems are down to a single page, you don't need 50 pages. You don't need even five. You can develop a playbook of where you need to focus your efforts in a single page document, but we do that through interfacing with a person right now. Mm. And that's how we do it with the sales process, and that's where we feel like we've been successful is we don't try to over-automate things. We actually try to figure out what people really need, and then we automate those portions of the process. Got it. Well, that is <laughs> that is fundamentally different than all those other platforms, including the one I mentioned earlier. So, so yep. once you go through this marketing playbook and you kind of understand what the person actually needs, then you connect them to the freelance talent. Talk about that process and how. You, I mean, look, you could find four million WordPress developers out there, but but. Two percent of them are ones I ever really want to work with. How do you how do you build your your team of experts and freelancers? Yeah, that's been the the 
the million-dollar question that we've been working on over the last 10 months. And I think the big thing for us has been we have to be proactive in our approach. So we actually go out and find the business. So it's a dual-sided marketplace. We find the customers that have the needs. And what we found is it kind of falls into a bucket of what industry are they in? Is it a regulated industry? Is it uh, more of a B2C type of industry? Is it B2B? We really try to hone in on what that business is focused on. That's one big thing. The next big thing is what are the actual problems that they're trying to face? Is it a technology problem or is it a programming problem? Because right? they might not have the right tech or they might have the right tech and not the right people to push the programming over top. So as we peel back the layers on the demand side of the marketplace, we really nail down what we need. On the supply side, on us actually going out and recruiting torch lighters, we are actively reaching out to say, do you have experience in this industry? Do you have experience with companies of this size? What does your portfolio actually look like? And we talk to them, and we vet them. It's a human interface vetting process. We don't want a system that's fully automated where there are no kind of gaps at this point, where there isn't a human intervention, because we're going to figure out, as we've, we've got a very large development team for the size of our company, we are constantly trying to figure out what are we doing manually that is repetitious that we can build into the product so that we can go to the next thing that is manual and build that into the product as well. We have to be 100% focused on getting quality. And we like to think of ourselves, instead of a race to the bottom, which the freelance economy kind of has turned some people away from it, is I could go to a Fiverr, or I could go to a freelance.com, or I could go to those different places that feels more like a Craigslist experience. It's I hope I get what I'm supposed to get. I hope this person's legitimate. Uh, I hope I get what I paid for. We want to take it to more of an Amazon type of experience where it's more predictive and guided. And you have this sense of someone's going to take care of you regardless of what happens, good, bad, or ugly. And so what we've done is we want to have it as a race to the top. We go through and we looked on LinkedIn. We look at people's profiles. We take referrals from people and we really try to build a human-based network of skilled specialists. Well, I imagine on these other platforms that we've been addressing is that anyone can go there, create an account, throw up a video and say, hey, I'm a WordPress developer, hire me for X number of dollars. Uh, the, the, the human <laughs> in, intervention here, as you, as you put it, the, the human side of, of, uh, of both the, the marketing and playbook side of it and determining the actual need, and then the human side of, of actually identifying and communicating and understanding the freelance talent, are they actually capable? And do they have experience meeting these specific needs? That, that changes everything. What's the business model on this? I mean, how, how does this work? I mean, how are you going to monetize this? We've actually worked around that, and we found a great model that works for us, is we, we work off of top-line margins. And so what we do is we say, if we can find a book of business on the demand side, that is willing to pay us X dollars per month, and we have a subscription-based model. So we sign 12-month contracts where they pay a consistent dollar amount over that 12 months. We've scoped in what the costs would be and what we're willing to pay to have specialists work on it. And we've been really fine-tuning that process to make sure that we're paying actually above average on what it would cost to create an email or to design a graphic or to even build a website. We take all of that, and then what we do is we go to the specialists that match the criteria of what the client needs, and we basically put it out to them to say, we think this would be a good match. 
they need X, Y, and Z. You're a specialist in, let's say, Y. Here's what we're willing to pay you month over month. For 12 months, we've locked them in to this contract that they are going to stay with us for 12 months, and all you have to do is be good at what you're good at. We've already vetted you. We've already, we have a torchlight certification process we're building right now that allows us to say you've gone through these steps to ensure you are certified on social or mobile or whatever the channel might be. And we match them up and we say you get this portion of what we've sold and then we take the other portion as part of the business development and platform fees. So we basically split the money that we're making with the people that are, are doing the work that we found the work for. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And, and putting on a, a hat of a larger enterprise organization that's trying to plug into the freelance economy, I, the, the, the subscription-based model with a, a longer-term contract makes all the sense in the world. And, and it changes, instead of having to manage hands-on all these other platforms that we keep referencing, this is a different way to do it. And, and that's a far more appealing way to, to plug into that freelance market. Very interesting. I mean, how are you finding customers? We're finding customers through three different routes. One, we started with just friends and family to say, here's what we're doing. If you know of somebody that has an interest in this, you know, recommend them to us. And the model seemed to make sense almost immediately to anybody that had a business or basically had a revenue target that they had to hit. What we found was from those initial interactions, we were getting referrals to other companies that were related to those initial ones. And as we started to make more of a public notice about what we're doing, we went to, to market in November with more of a public announcement of, hey, we actually have software and we're, we're wanting to go out and acquire new business in a, a broader sense, not just a very targeted, let's pilot this test. We found a lot of inbound traffic coming into us from all over the country and even from outside of the country. So... For some reason, we, we struck a nerve that people are saying, I just I need experts, but I can't hire employees to do it. We've, we struck a chord there where the inbound piece has played out really well, but we've also found an amazing ecosystem for partnership. There are a lot of really good agencies that are, are specialized in one certain area or even freelancers that are specialized in a certain area that they say, look, I, I'm so good at this thing, but that's what I want to do. But I keep getting asked to do all these other things. Maybe I could plug them to, into your network, and you guys could help me extend, you know, what I'm offering to my clients. Yeah. Well, let's not let's not forget the the value of of this to a, a company that needs the services. But let's not forget the uh, how good this is for that freelance uh, talent out there. I mean, that this this is uh, I have to assume a far more appealing way to leverage your very specific skill than having to deal with some of these other platforms. Fascinating. So when you and I talk in a year or two's time, uh, where do you think Torchlight's going to be? I mean, what's coming down the road? What should we be paying attention to? Yeah, I think you're going to see us. We've, we've started as a services model with the intention of being a software platform. We're at that point now where we've been able to productize, build a marketplace, and truly have a, uh, a software platform that plugs in and can monitor both impact and activity of what your, your freelance team is doing for you. A year or two from now, I'm hoping it's more of a year from now, because <laughs> actually <laughs> our, our dev team is going pretty fast. I think you're going to see us be a data platform. Huh. And what we found is we have a data scientist on staff, and we're already starting to see correlations of if you want this to happen with your marketing, 
here's the five steps you need to take to make that happen. And as much as Amazon provides that predictive experience of, hey, let's recommend some things you might also purchase, we want to have that same process for people that say, if you want to drive more sales for this type of product into this type of audience, here are some steps that you might not even be considering that you should think of. So we see us being a data platform and a software platform in the next year or two where we actually have people as a component of it and it becomes an equal thirds of we provide the right people, we provide the right platform, but we also provide the right data and insights of how to leverage them all together. Well, I was being silly earlier when I said uh, you plug into this 50-page uh, online profile and the algorithm spits out a solution. But, but <laughs> that, that something conceptually similar to that will be possible after a year or two of collecting data and seeing the behaviors and, and the results and all that. Yeah, that's, it's an exciting opportunity about where that can go. And, and, and like, like most conversations I have, we're good at collecting data, but a lot of people aren't good at doing anything meaningful or actionable with it. It sounds like that you're prepared to to actually do just that. So very, very exciting. Well, Sean, we're out of time for today. Before I let you go, how can people contact you should they have any questions and learn more about all the great things happening at Torchlight Marketing? Two ways. You can contact me directly at S-H-E-R-R-I-N-G at torchlight.com. Or you can visit us at torchlight.com on our website, and that's T-O-R-C-H-L-I-T-E. All right. Sean Herring, the Chief Marketing Officer and the co-founder of Torchlight Marketing. Sean, great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by. I appreciate your time. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you again. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my guest, Sean Herring, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. Thank you for listening to Intrepid Media. We appreciate your attention. To receive everything we do, simply go to IntrepidMailingList.com. That's IntrepidMailingList.com and sign up. You can also find us at Intrepid.media and on iTunes. And to support the important work we do on your behalf, a rating and review on iTunes will help spread our work far and wide. Again, we certainly appreciate your support. Now get out there, be intrepid, and we'll see you next time.